This is Kevin Stevens here with Rob Cenerani. Hey, Bob. Hi, Kevin. We're going to talk about wrestling. This is a good week to talk about wrestling. Yeah. Um, you and I will be headed to Albany, cover the state tournament. Huge event. It is. And you're just a rookie, so I'm going to have to show you around. Get you used to the landscape, get you used to the atmosphere, kind of give you some pointers. No, it, it, I have been there, for mm -hmm. the record. I have been there. Been, been a little bit, but I have been there. And mm -hmm. I am familiar with, you know, that atmosphere. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's special. Mm -hmm. um, it's loud. It's big. It's bright. It's just kind of exciting. I, I wrote a story today about the first timers from, uh, or posted a story about the first timers from Section Four. Who'll be going there? And uh, yeah, a lot of lot of distractions. If you haven't been there before and you haven't seen, you know, eight mats going at once, and you haven't seen the stands, you're not familiar with the weigh-ins. You know, you're, you're not ready for the competition. I mean, there's just a lot of things that can jump up and, and grab you. So, um, There was some pretty neat input in that, in that piece as well and, and different kind of perspectives. Um, it was <laughs> last week, it, it, was, it was neat talking to those kids um, for advanced purposes. Uh, some of them were some of them were a ball. Some of them were dead serious. Some of them were a little on the nervous side. Some of them were not. You know the drill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You could ask, you know, 10 kids the same question and get 10 completely different responses. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And, and uh, we're going up there, and we both know that something entirely unexpected is going to happen. Some startling outcome, some this, some that, you know, or, or just some great story is going to fall from the ceiling. Mm -hmm. And that's what kind of makes it. It's interesting you mentioned that because I show up last year and John Worthing, Tioga kid, who for my money, you know, on the right day, you know, is and has been Section 4's pound-for-pound pound best wrestler for a few years running. You know, his weight class comes up for the preliminaries, and I'm like, where's John? And it turned out, unfortunately, he had gotten a, a bad illness uh, heading into the tournament. Couldn't wrestle last year. But, uh, yeah, that's, when you talk about surprises, for me, that was like, oh. That was a that was a big one, mm -hmm. but he'll be back this year, and uh, I expect uh, he'll do some good things this weekend. I'm looking at the brackets, and there's a whole lot of information there. <laughs> some of it could be intimidating, especially when you see an unbeaten record here. Or what? I would think it would benefit. Just about everybody in that field, for different reasons. But I would think it would benefit just about everybody 
to ignore that number preceding a name. Oh yeah, that 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 does you no good. Are you going against a first seed, an unseeded kid, a seventh seeded kid? It doesn't matter, mm-hmm. right? Nope. Um, ignore that number. Just one more thing that that can get in the way of a young man making the best of his ability. Mm-hmm. Now, easier said than done, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you'll watch. And you'll see it, you know, uh, in, in number two is going up against number seven in a quarterfinal, and you start watching the match, and you come to the realization kind of quick that seven's better than two. <laughs> right. right. Well, that seeding is, is, is mm-hmm. uh, let's mm-hmm. face it, they do their best mm-hmm. based on credentials, but credentials don't always add up to reality. Right. Which is just what you described and, and a lot of times too it's that you know old styles make fights type thing you know maybe that two seed has been seeing a certain type of wrestler all season and hasn't run into that guy you know that one guy who has something that he's just not comfortable with and all of a sudden you know two and seven don't make a bit of difference i have to mention a couple of sophomores who I spoke with, who kind of jumped out at me. Now, we're going to have a whole bunch of advanced material coming during the week leading up to. Mm-hmm. And you're going to read about these guys. But two, two of them that caught my eye and my ear, Lucas Scott from Forks, um, who <laughs> I asked him what – what would make for a successful tournament? Didn't really bat an eye. He says, state title. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, and another sophomore, Todd DeGroat from Vestal, kind of seems to be coming into this thing with just the right attitude. Um, confident, prepared, very well-spoken as well, and a heck of a football player. Right, um, but he he's he's a kid with some experience. What's he a fifth seed? Fifth seed. Yep, one ninety five. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing, and a good sign for section four for the next couple of years, is usually when you get to the one ninety five two twenty weight classes, you and the state meet. You're not talking about sophomores anymore. I mean, those are weight divisions where. You know, you get the more mature kids, the juniors, the seniors for those, so that those two kids are not only there, but, you know, uh, Scott is seated second and DeGroat is seated fifth, that, you know, they're expected to do a little something. That, that'll that look good over the next two seasons for those two kids. There was a fifth seed who made a little bit of noise there last year. Oh, boy, yeah. Dante Geislinger. Uh and yeah, he's 106 pounds. But if you look at him, I mean, he he's pretty jacked. He's what, like wasn't he the jacked. kid who, who yeah. I, I did a double take? And I said, "Who the?" Yeah, and I I told him he's a 106 pounder. You know, you're like, how's he fit that into 106 pounds? Because he, <laughs> I mean, he's a, a well put together, mm-hmm. and he's he's got the whole package. He's he's got the the strength 
and the quickness, and you see him on the mat, and a lot of times he he just overwhelms kids because he's got both things going. But, uh, three number one seats for Section 4 this year, all in uh, Division 2. Geislinger is one at 106. Chandler Merwin from Walton Delhi at 126, and Trenton Rupert, uh, Newark Valley at 285. That 285 pound class is interesting. You know, I wrote something a couple weeks ago about how stacked that field is, and now you look at the the bracket come out, and you have Rupert seated first. Odessa Montour, Watkins Glen, Dylan Hauschneck seated second, and Stephen Taylor from Tioga seated fourth. So, you know, it's possible Taylor and Rupert could see each other in the semis. And when they met last week, that was a five to three win for Rupert. And then, you know, if the seats hold, wouldn't that be interesting to see an all section four final? <laughs> uh, as the last match uh, Saturday night. That'd be an interesting thing. Merwin, uh, he advanced to the state final last year, so he's got experience. Um, and obviously, Geislinger won the state title last year, and he's been solid all year long. Um, there are other guys. Uh, one 38 weight class. You got. John Worthing from Tioga, who is seated second, uh, and you have uh, Brody Oleksak from Bainbridge Guilford, Afton Harpersville, seated third. They have already met three times this year. Uh, Worthing won both of the regular season meetings, and then they met in the Section 4 Division Two final, and Oleksak uh, Three nothing overtime win over Worthing, and being they're on the same side of the bracket, so that could be another one of those section four on section four matchups in the the semifinals. And those kids are fun to watch wrestle. By the way, they they get after it. I think BGAH coach uh, Brandon McNaught referred to those two as leeches on top because they just don't let you you go. You can't get out from that bottom position. So it's. It's good stuff watching that. Caleb Robinson, uh, Walton Delhi, he's placed three times in the state meet. Uh, recently won his 200th match. He's a kid who gets after it, 120 pounder, and just he's a bull. Um, I, I think he'll have a, a good chance this weekend. Um, Division one, 132 pounders. Seated second and third. Mm-hmm. Um, good buddies. Devin Woodworth, Horseheads. Drew with and Corning. Um, you might read a little something about that mm-hmm. coming up. Uh, and, by the way, you mentioned the big guys. What I'd like to do is results, you know, whatever they may be, I'd like to see those boys sit down and break bread together afterward because I, I saw them the other day. The, those are some big boys. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking they could do some celebrating 
with one one heck of a feedback. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's interesting. I was talking to Rupert at the Section 4 practice, and I was just about finishing up with him. You know, I mentioned how loaded the 285-pound class is in Section 4, and he just kind of threw out at the end, and, yeah, we could all be going to the same school together next year. Oh, I, wow. I know Rupert's going to Coraline, yeah. and huh. wouldn't that be interesting huh. if, you know, all three of them – wound up I don't know how they'd all wrestle I mean yeah <laughs> but uh, I'd like to run behind them in a football team <laughs> oh god that that would be nice and they're all excellent football players too so it's interesting um I it, overall uh I'm seeing good things out of section four this year I think uh 41 guys they're sending and it's got a, a lot of good stuff. I, I think that we're going to see a lot of high finishes uh, from the people wearing red uh, on the weekend. We will do our best to keep everyone updated on PressConnects.com. Um, can be challenging. A lot of guys to be chasing around, but we will do what we can. Um, I will be challenged on a couple of fronts. I believe this is your turn to drive. Um, for those of you who have not had the pleasure, Robert's vehicle <laughs> is oftentimes less than tidy. All I ask is room for my feet. Um, and I do remember an occasion where we were we're covering track and field, and a storm sort of came out of nowhere, and the nearest shelter was your vehicle. And hastily we get in, and I'm thinking, what in the... Well, among the McDonald's wrappers and soda <laughs> bottles and cans and what, it was a bowling ball. On the floor, the passengers, a bowling ball. No bag. It was just a bowling ball. So I'm hoping just mop it up for a little bit. Tentatively, I can say you shouldn't expect to see a bowling ball when we depart. But things change. You never things know, do Kevin. change. Um, mm -hmm. And I will no doubt be picking up after you in the room for a couple of days. And... Not because you have to, but because you like to. They do have cleaning people at hotels. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. that You'd you can, require you can take a staff a... of three round the <laughs> clock. Let's face it. <laughs> um, anything else? Maybe a little basketball? Anything? Uh... A whole lot of it going on starting this week. Yeah. You got the Section 4 tournaments. Uh, got to see Norwich again in the stack final at uh, Elmira on Friday. And the second time I've seen him. And just kind of interesting note. You, you watch that team play. Pat Riley, coach of the Lakers, Showtime, 1980s. 
I was an enemy of his because I'm a Celtics fan, but uh, he said something during that span when the Lakers and Celtics were meeting in the for the NBA championship every, every year. He described hustling as a skill, mm. which I thought was interesting. And his reasoning was it's a skill because not everybody can do it. If you watch a basketball game and there are 10 players on the floor, you won't find everybody hustling at the same level. There, there are some kids out there who do it at a, a different level. And to me, that's the fun part about watching Norwich. I mean, when you can convince nine kids to play that way, to hustle that way, to give extra effort, because a lot of those turnovers that they cause and a lot of that havoc they cause isn't on the first effort. Sometimes it's on the second effort or the third effort or, or more than that. And then finally, you know, they'll force a deflection or something and get a turnover and get the running game going. So, uh, but wait, is it a is it a skill or is it a choice coupled with conditioning? Everybody I, can. I do, I do. Oh, everybody could. I, I do think it. It's a skill in the same way that. Uh, yeah, I think it's a skill because, like, say, hitting a baseball, not everybody can do that. So in that sense, if you have the skill, if you have the hand-eye coordination to hit a baseball, then, you know, you set yourself apart. And I think what Riley was getting at is, is hustling is the same thing, that you're, you're setting yourself apart because that's something that, that's what you can do to, to make a difference in games. But what you said, I think, is a good point as well. I mean, in order to be a hustler, you have to be in fantastic condition. I mean, that, and that's a work thing, that you have to be able to play the game at 100 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. You, you need a, a conditioning level. Like, uh, what did Herb Brooks say? You know, legs feed the wolf. Ah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we should wrap this up. Okay. Uh Back at it next week. Why wouldn't we? Sounds good.